Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Walking On Air podcast, winner of the Inspiration of the Year Award in the Community Sports and Recreation Alliance Awards for 2022. This podcast is for the whole Nordic walking community, from beginner to instructor wherever you are in the world. I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and each week I will be discussing various topics with Nordic walkers who are experts in their own particular fields, covering a diverse range of topics about ways in which Nordic walking benefits health and well-being. If you find this podcast beneficial, then I would be extremely grateful if you would consider occasionally making a small donation, the price of a cup of coffee, by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash walking on air. This helps cover the cost of producing these podcasts.
Today I'm talking to Lindsay Atkin, a primary school teacher and Nordic walking instructor with Bristol and Bath Nordic Walking. She qualified as a British Nordic walking instructor in January 2020 and enjoys leading walks outdoors around Bath. At the end of 2021, Lindsay was diagnosed with breast cancer and today she talks to me about the role that Nordic walking plays in her life as she goes through treatment. Hello and welcome to Walking On Air, Lindsay Atkin. Hello, Mary. (laughs) Lovely to see you today. I want to start by asking you what sort of exercise you were into before you discovered Nordic walking. Well, I've actually always done a lot of exercise in my life. I've been a walker like forever. I come from a walking family. Um... But other kinds of exercise that I used to do is circuit training, boxer size, weight training. But more in more recent years, as I have matured in age, I've uh, done a lot of uh, Ashtanga yoga. I love that. So there you go. Yeah, and so how did you discover Nordic walking? Well, I discovered Nordic walking because I had an injury. It was about the time I semi-retired from uh, school. Um, so I only, work, I only work in primary school two days a week now. But I had a frozen shoulder. And suddenly, having been very active and doing all these things, going to the gym, I found I couldn't do it. Plus, I had more time on my hands. And that all I could do, I felt, was just go for a walk locally. Now, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with going for a walk locally because I love doing that but it didn't feel quite enough for me. And then just by pure chance, I discovered Nordic walking and hey, it's really good for your shoulders. I still have a little bit of problems with this shoulder, but yeah, so that's how I discovered it and very happy to have done so as well. Well, actually Nordic walking is fantastic for shoulders because it really encourages that increased range of movement, doesn't it? Yeah, And I certainly noticed that with some of my clients that they've really increased what they're able to do. And I've had people who couldn't raise their arm up above their head and suddenly they're moving their arm all around the place. Yeah, look at you. I'm showing I can do it. (laughs) Yes, the audience can't see that, but Lizzie's got her arms well above her head. Yeah, I literally went from doing headstands one day to being able to barely raise my left arm at all it was that sudden so but yeah there you go lifting my arm (laughs) and so what other benefits have you discovered from Nordic walking well one of the things I thought about when I first started I thought hey here's an exercise that I can have a jolly good chat with someone while I'm doing it no that, that has never happened before Discovering more of my local area, as I said, meeting lots of people, oh, just just so many. But mm. I I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I think chatting to other people is one of the great advantages because you can't, I mean, I love yoga too, but you can't suddenly start chatting to somebody in the middle of a yoga class. It's not the done. Not thing, really, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what aspect of teaching Nordic walking do you find most rewarding? Well, I I love I love all of it, but I think probably one of my favorite parts is seeing my walkers improve their fitness. 
improve their energy. It, you know, it's lovely seeing them on their journey and they'll say, oh, look, I walked up to the top of the hill today and I didn't stop, you know, and you just look, you don't have to look back far. And they were like stopping all the time and improve posture, improve their balance, everything. And I, I just love that. So today we're here to talk about breast cancer. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you have been diagnosed with breast cancer. I wondered if you could share with the audience how you came to discover that you had breast cancer. Well, what happened was um, I had COVID back at the end of last October. And I... When, when I was recovering, I was getting a lot of pains across my chest. Now, I had a previous yoga um, injury in that area, kind of in the middle of my chest. But these pains, they, they, felt, they felt different. So that is really what alerted the breast cancer to me. So I went to see a doctor initially and he thought it was a skeletal muscular condition and at that point I um I was due my mammogram anyway it was just a, a coincidence really mm. I was due it at that time and I, I couldn't actually feel the tumor in my breast at that point which always seemed seems a bit strong to me because I, I I can feel it now and I'm very yes. aware of it but it's in a part of my body which has got quite a lot of muscle especially with having done a lot of uh, yoga so that's how I discovered it and what I wanted to say at this point was that I think that if you are having a lot of pains and you are suspicious that you might have breast cancer then I would be a bit more pushy with the doctor because I feel at the time I should have said, look, okay, you, you don't think it is breast cancer. I mean, he didn't examine me or anything at the time, but I want to have a mammogram now because if you go through the system like that, mm. it, take, it takes longer. So if Did you suspect that it was breast cancer when you got the well, it, it did cross my mind. I was, I was suspicious, but... I'm I'm a bit like oh the doctor said that so I'm sure it's fine I'm having a mammogram anyway but I would actually recommend if you are suspicious as I was that you actually say I want to have a mammogram actually that's that such good advice because I think we are all slightly in awe of doctors and we all yeah. do tend to be very polite and say oh okay then but actually I think sometimes you do have to push and get a second yeah mm. and the other thing is you don't want to believe that you've got cancer do yes, you you want the doctor says oh it's probably not so all right that's good but yes in my yes. case I did and do and how has the treatment affected your physical fitness well the the tri at the moment I'm on this um, medicine that it lowers the estrogen in my body because uh, my particular tumor is estrogen sensitive and it's working on reducing the size of the tumor before I have my surgery. I'd like to have my surgery in, in July. So it has a few side effects. It's especially to begin with, I think you get more used to the, this particular medicine. I'm, I have to say, I 
hardly have ever taken medicines in my life. And I even had to ask how to get a repeat prescription because I've never had to do it before. I'm just pretty unused to this whole scenario. So it made me a bit dizzy and a bit dopey at times, I think, but less so now. It can give sorts like menopausal kind of symptoms. So maybe I was a bit erratic. I don't know. I would say no, I wasn't, but... No, I'm sure you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) So fortunately, I don't have many side effects from the medicine but of course after my surgery I'm honestly don't know what I'm going to have chemotherapy I I really don't know so that will be a whole new ball game for me and I know you're as you say you haven't had surgery yet so you've just been on the medication so far but have you been Nordic walking throughout since you got I have diagnosis? yes I have been Nordic walking throughout and I think that when I was initially diagnosed back in December I went into a bit of a I went quite inward yes I felt I was in shock understandably and um it was quite near to when we broke up for the school holidays and I just didn't really want to do very much but the one thing I especially as a Nordic walking instructor I'm not going to let my walkers down so and I am I went I continued Nordic walking even though I wasn't feeling brilliant in myself. And how has Nordic walking helped you specifically in relation to breast cancer? Well it's helped to keep me going definitely But one of the things I feel is very, very good when you have breast cancer is is to to do with your posture and opening up your chest and feeling all right about standing up and going forward. Because I said before, with breast cancer, I'm not saying everybody gets this, but I do know that other people do. You feel quite protective towards your chest, towards your breast, and you kind of hunch forward, and it's almost like you draw in. But with Nordic walking, you have to. I mean, posture's always been one of my big things and is one of my big things with Nordic walking. So shoulders back, lengthen your spine, you know, lead with your chest, relax your shoulders down, you know. So it helped me to feel open and help me to move forward does that yeah. does that make sense does it does make, make sense? sense yeah it makes completely complete sense so what role does nordic walking play in your life today well i lead one or two walks a week and then i go nordic walking myself with friends or I'm known to go off on my own as well. I live quite near Salisbury Hill, so that's my favourite. So I'm often going up, you know, with my poles, walking up Salisbury Hill. Yeah, I mean, I love it. It's just such a great exercise. And um, the other or the other thing I was going to mention about Nordic yes. walking and helping me is the use of the shoulders, because using your shoulders and stretching your arms is actually also really, really important when you've got breast cancer. So, sorry. 
That's gone. Um, and can thing. you explain why it is so important? Because you're using these muscles here. So down the side of down the your sides body. of your body and your arms, and it's kind of around your armpits, etc. Yes. Apparently that's really, really important with breast cancer because it, it's good for the lymph nodes yeah. as well. And um circulation, that's the key thing. It's helping that circulation in that part of your body. So Lindsay, you come across as a very positive person. What is it that has helped you stay positive in all of this? Well, I have my moments like everyone else. And I think if you're feeling less positive, you just have to go with it and recognize it because, you know, I'm always confident I will come out the other side. But I just would like to mention back in January, you know how cold and dark January is. Um, yes. I'd on Facebook, I, this um, challenge had flashed up. It was walking uh, 56 miles for cancer research in February. And I thought, I have to do it. So I decided I'd never do anything by half. So I thought, I'll do that. And I'll do that as a Nordic walk. But I won't do 56 miles. I'll do 112 miles. Good for you. <laughs> so I actually ended up doing 130. And I, I know in a month it may not seem like a huge amount, but when you're going into school and doing all the other bits of your life as well, actually, Absolutely. you do have to make sure you keep going. It Having that challenge really, really helped me to keep positive. And my lovely, lovely Nordic walking community here in Bath, they walked with me. We went on evening walks. In fact, pre that storm, do you remember that storm in February? Yes. A friend of mine who I met in Nordic walking, we actually were out the evening before and it was pretty windy and it was dark and it was pouring with rain. Why are we doing this? But, you know, that lovely community plus my friends and my family really helped me in that dark, you know, that rather dark and dismal month became really bright and meaningful because I did that challenge. And I think that's one of the lovely things about Nordic walking is you do tap into a wonderful community and these little these little hubs are created that are very, very supportive of people going through life's ups and downs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you had to adapt the way you carry out the 10 step technique? As myself? Yes. Yes. Not, not no. at all. No, no, okay. not in the slightest. Um, I just, I think that it, it really hasn't affected me other than, you know, physically other than that. And I've been very determined to keep um, exercising because that helps me both physically and emotionally and it helps my mental health as well. So I stopped doing uh, yoga when I was first diagnosed and uh, but I'm doing my yoga again now. And so, so no, I haven't had to alter anything I think initially I was kind of really nervous about my left shoulder yes and um, that's the left side of my body but not now so I'm just carrying on as usual and <laughs> carrying on and after your surgery have how long will you have to take off before you can start Nordic walking again well 
Mary, this is an unknown for me because I don't yet, I don't know, um, and I will be finding out quite soon, I actually don't know if I'm going to be having a lumpectomy or a mascotomy. And um, so there is quite a big difference in the yes. time that the healing process takes. So I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is as fit as I can be at the moment, then the sooner I will heal. That's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have advice for other women who are going through breast cancer treatment at the moment and who might be umming and ahhing about whether or not Nordic walking is for them? Breast cancer is different for everyone. But I would say walking is very good. If you're going to do any exercise, I would suggest walking. And if you want to enhance what you get from your walking, then Nordic walking is perfect for many, many reasons, physical reasons, but also if you join a club, then you'll meet other people as well and you'll join a new community. Uh, especially as I, I was talking about with your posture and with using your shoulders, etc., and making you feel quite empowered. I, I would strongly recommend Nordic walking to anybody with breast cancer, both in the situation that I'm in at the moment, waiting for surgery, and to help with your healing process on the other side. You touched briefly on the mental benefits of Nordic walking in your situation. Would you be able to expand on that a little bit? Well, I love being in nature and I think nature is a great healer. And being outdoors, you know, I think that is very healing as well. And when you're Nordic walking, you don't think, oh, it's raining today, I won't go out you go out anyway, or it's a bit cold, hmm, I'm going to go anyway. So if you're in a club and you're going to classes, you'll go out, whatever the weather, and you'll enjoy that experience of being outdoors and being in nature and being with other people. So it's very holistic. And I think that's really, really good for your mental well-being. The other thing is when you're walking and you get into your flow and you get into your rhythm I think that is quite it's quite a bit like almost like a meditation isn't it and I and again you know that is really really good for your mental health as well so those are the things that come to mind for me at the moment and just thinking about Nordic walking in general and your role as a Nordic walking instructor is the one of the 10 steps that you find particularly beneficial? Well, I, I wrote posture down. And I of course, I've talked about this already, haven't I? So as I mentioned before, um, before cancer, well, I was telling you about how breast cancer make, can make you feel like curling up and going inward. And so... The posture helps you just to stand up tall, you know, lengthen your spine, have your correct alignment. I always say to my walkers, imagine that piece of string at the crown of your head, pulling you up and you open your chest. That helps you to move forward, lift your heart, and it 
you know, it's really, really good for your body and for your soul and for your healing. And then you go forward and then you have your flow and you have your rhythm as well. So I will say posture at the moment. So brilliant. And finally, as you know, this podcast is called Walking On Air. And I wondered if you could share a top tip for walking on air. Well, again, carrying on for posture, I was going to say rhythm and flow and breathe. You're in the nature. You're walking on air. Absolutely wonderful. (laughs) Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really good luck in July. Uh, We'll be thinking of you and I'm sure everybody listening will be sending their good wishes as well. It's been very kind of you to come on and share your current experience with us. So thank you very, very much indeed. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. I hope that you have enjoyed Walking On Air. And if so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on and hit the subscribe button, particularly if you listen on Apple. It will help spread the word about Nordic Walking and about this podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions of a topic or a story that you want to share on this podcast, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. You can also follow the show on social media. On Facebook, it is simply Walking On Air. And on Instagram, the handle is walking underscore on underscore air underscore podcast. Have a great week and happy Nordic walking. Finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.